dude? Fucking good to see you, dude. Dude. The heck is going on? Dude, good to see you. Look at you, man. Hair flowing over the headphones, dude. Whoa. I just I actually showered today. It's my once one per month shower. Oh, it's today. It's your al- yeah. once allotted yeah, shower that allotted. you get that once you're allowed to take. Shower. Well, you know, I've, I try to conserve water because of how much water I use to water cannabis. So I try to offset the cannabis watering usage oh, by okay. by showering less. And you know, I've been I've gotten down. I've been working since since we've known each other. I've been I used to shower once a day, and I've just been kind of working backwards. And now I shower oh, I once see. a month. Um, I'm just doing my part, you know. I don't really know what you do, but I'm doing my part. So that's all I'll say. Nice. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. You know, that's like you're you're managing your your cush print, your carbon cush print, as they I guess I don't know waters. Water's not carbon, but and you know what I mean. I do. I really do. And um, again, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm a hero, but if you are going to, it's okay. I didn't say. Yeah, I mean, you should. Those are those words are being thrown around. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, well, let's do it. Well, you guys know how we start these episodes off here. Um, I'm heating up. I'm getting it Heat going. Uh, I, dude, I woke up this morning and I went. You know what? I don't have any terps. It's honestly not really that shocking to me. It's surprising and how frequently that's <laughs> how frequently that's a thing. No, uh, but I was like, I don't have any terps, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go get some terps. And I rolled up in the store, and uh, I saw these these West Coast Cure uh, live rosins, and I was like, ooh, okay. I peeked my eye. The shiny. It was a cool box. The metallic cool box. Yeah, the, the reflecty pieces, you know? Um, and I got the garlic juice, which is just that sounds like a that sounds like a good flavor, you know? That sounds like a good like that's gotta be it's gotta do something. It's gotta activate something inside of your garlic mind and your juice. brain. Yeah, I just wonder wonder if that's just like GMO. Probably. It's probably just a fancy fancy name. But hey, I'm a I'm uh, interested in fancy names. I'm interested in fancy packaging. Uh, if you catch me, it drew you good, in. You know? it drew you in is all you have to yeah. say. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Um, so let's. I have some terps here that um, I was smoking with some friends yesterday, and they said that it smelled like uh, Chinese food. Interesting. Do any Chinese food in particular? Any dish in particular? Just Chinese. Just, just like a Chinese food restaurant. So that led me to believe, like, kind of that MSG kind of smell. You know. Okay. Which I was thinking that would be a really interesting lane of genetics. Would be like. <laughs> would be like. Like, <laughs> like straight up high cholesterol, you know? <laughs> like. Oh, man. Like nitrates. High, high sodium. Sodium intake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just salt breath. So, just just sodium intake. Yo, dude. Can you watch this? Uh... <laughs> you know. I like... Who watches their sodium intake? Not me, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Like, what are the two terms for blood pressure? Systolic and... What is it? Anna, Systolic. Anna some... Isn't it Anna something? Di... Di... Systolic or something like that. Systolic Look blood that pressure, yes. Yeah, the uh, I was close. I was close. The bro. second number is the top one. The second one is uh, uh, diastolic. Yeah, dude, dude. There you go, bro. I was systolic right and diastolic. That's dude. Those are the new strain names coming out. Dude, are you sure. heating up? Because I'm already dabbing. Are you what doing are you? it? Okay, let me heat up. Let me heat up. Yeah, where are you? Look at this guy. Look at you go. Oh yeah, very, very garlicky. Yeah, I've got some Z-Chem, which is uh, a really, really nice shark gas chem dog. Um, but it has some Skittles in it as well. It's really interesting and delicious. Um, it's like so sharp though, it's hard to do big dabs of, you know what I mean? That's what. Oh. 
You look like you're about to cry over there. Dude. <laughs> When's the last time you checked your heart pressure? Your blood pressure, excuse me. Um, you know what it is? I don't know what it is right now. Um, we're gonna have to. Dude, we're getting that, old, dude. We're gonna have to start doing that soon. Yeah, that's right. You need to start thinking about that stuff. Especially you, dude. You're a performer. You're stressed out. You know, you live a high, high intense lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But uh, you know what I'm oof. saying. Dude, I know you're do this. You're telling me this stuff right now, and I'm just getting exponentially higher by the second because <laughs> this dab's just hitting me, and I'm just like, please stop. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk about this right now. <sighs> Dude, that happens to me sometimes. I'll take too big of a dab, and I just can't, like, I can't listen for, like, 15 <laughs> seconds, you know? Yeah, I just, I just mean... cannot listen to what you're saying for 15 to 22 seconds. Oh, that's the timer. It's weird, dude. This nail's like a minute 20 now. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, mine... I've been noticing that, too, on mine. I think just over time. Wow, look at you. Look at you go over there. You know, it's really the little things about dabs. I really enjoy watching the carb cap hit the nail and watching the smoke fill. and You know, it's really just... It's always good, you know, it's like whenever you see the nail fill with smoke immediately, you're like, ah, oh, you timed it just right. You know, that's like, uh, it's just classic, dude. It's like, it know. really is, dude. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I think that's it's like, it's like watching a, it's like watching a bowl when you rip it, watching it sink through the, yeah. the, the bowl and then go into the down, you know, you rip it through and you're like, dude, yeah. Dude, and you yeah. get all of it. You get all of it. There's no green left, you know, but. <laughs> You packed it nice so it didn't like leave half of the bowl in there, dude. This is that's the good that's the little things about smoking weed, dude. That is that is, dude. It's true. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, you know, like there's gotta be a commercial one day. Like you know how Budweiser has like the fucking the guy at the game and like the fucking dude after work. Like there's gonna be a commercial where it's like the weed's like in the sun, in the light, and whatever, getting all just busting. And then it's going to be, like, all nicely getting cut. And then there's going to be somebody just, like, fucking oh, dude. Rip, ripping it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Still hot babes. You know, like, walking through their outdoor mids, you know, with dude. no biosecurity. Just <coughs> brushing their fucking sweaty skin up against the plants all over the place. You know? And everyone's like, uh, terroir, you know? And it's just, like, <coughs> human body odor. Like... <laughs> People would fall for that, dude. That's it's so sucks. annoying, too. It's like, yeah, yeah. Whenever I see those photos, I'm so, I feel so bad. But I mean, it's <laughs> tough to do, to have too high biosecurity when you're farming outdoors. You know, what are you going to do? But yeah. Uh, How you been, man? What the fuck you been doing? Good, dude. Working, going crazy. We've got, um, but we are making a big push in, in Missouri. It's our first day to go wreck. So um, we're looking at maybe adding some cultivation space up there into that state which is exciting so cool um yeah man we uh um you know we already have a pretty big retail presence there we have uh 22 doors um good day farm doors and then we're thinking about adding a few more so it could end up being a pretty big state for us so that'll be a lot of weed we need to grow to fill those stores so i've actually got quite a few open roles so it's been really fun to help to kind of start build the team and um you know i'm doing all the first round of interviews which obviously takes a ton of time but it's it's really rewarding to just kind of make sure that we're, or at least, you know, help make sure we're bringing in the right people. So uh, it's been crazy too, man. Like I've been setting a pretty high bar for these interviews and it's amazing what, you know, people do and do not know. And I, I have to be honest and it's, it's like, this isn't like a hit on anyone, but it's amazing to me how many of these people I think are in these roles. Cause they just, they just, uh, I think are there long enough to not get fired frankly you know um it's it's and i'm and and it's you know look i'm not going to sit here and say that all of managing cultivation sites is like plant science based but you know there's some pretty big basics that are getting missed by people who are making you know 80 90 
130, $150,000 a year, you know? And it's ridiculous to me because if you look at other industries where people make that much money, it's like, you know, they went to school for a while, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a really long time. And they have years of infield experience where there's like a lot of different testing and uh, there's a lot of different like, like uh, testing situations and there's a lot of rigor involved and, you know, there's a lot of like barriers that you have to get over before you can really start you like, you know, becoming that person and that career type. And I think, um, you know, I think frankly in cultivation, there's just a lot of people holding these roles because, uh, you know, everybody above them has just gotten fired and they're the ones kind of sitting there, you know, showing up every day, ready to hold the bag. Yeah. So anyway, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, I think I'm trying to hire a team and raise the bar and that includes bringing people on who are smarter than me and surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me and making the best team possible to me that's objective you know it's not like an ego thing and it's it's hilarious man i have like some some basic plant questions like what is the primary function of photosynthesis and uh you know what are the five main plant hormones um you know like what's the difference between full saturation and field capacity in a media you know like these like anybody who's running a grow and like frankly calling themselves a grower i think should be able to answer those questions and they're not they're not like hard questions this is not complicated stuff at all you know so uh anyway i could go on and on but it's 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 so busy right now but it's a lot of fun man i'm having a great time how are you man that's cool good dude i uh i've been doing a lot of doing a lot of shows recently um and this really i wanted to bring up this funny interaction that we had the other night because it was just like it was just such a like it was just like it was wholesome at the end like in the overall kind of just a very wholesome like just it was funny but also just like like hell yeah like i guess like uh i had a show uh i think it was maybe it was last week and it was towards the end of the night and the crowd there was no real crowd interaction um at all until like towards the end and uh one person i think somebody mentioned or asked like anybody in here pay for porn and this one dude just nope not no even no hesitation. no hesitation no hesitation that's amazing just this dude just confident right him. up everybody yeah. and everybody just clapped for him it was just like uh hell, like dude yeah and then we asked him like you know like why what's your reasoning and he's like well you know i pay for he's like you know i just he's like you, you pay for like netflix you pay for you know nfl ticket and stuff like that and he's like it's what i pay for okay okay like, so what was so where are you going with like, this you gonna buy porn now or what no i just it was just like uh I've never, <laughs> I guess it's just like the guy just like hitting the rest of the, like he was just looking around like uh, so a couple other comics tried to make fun of him, but he was just like, I'm, like, I, it, dude, I don't, he was just owning it. Yeah. Like to the point where it was like, you couldn't even, you couldn't, so like, many, so many, yeah, even if you don't buy it, like people, you're like, so many people are watching it. That's not very fair to like judge, judge some dude for that, you know? Oh yeah. And, but that's like usually what, you know, like the the i think that's like the common um when that you ever somebody hears that they i feel like it's it's usually a judgmental environment but it wasn't at all that's what i guess i'm trying to say here is that it was just like it was everybody just kind of respected it we were like hell yeah just kind of went on with the show <laughs> it was just funny to me it was just one guy who copped too as well that's hilarious only person that's yeah bullshit. i am yeah, <laughs> like you, you're like everybody else has got to be was that the bit that only one guy raised his hand and that he was like, you get everyone else's full of shit. Thanks for being honest. Cause that's what it should have been. <laughs> right. Like, uh, it was kind of just like, I mean, it was kind of, I think, I think part of that, somebody probably said that uh, I wasn't in the room maybe, but yeah, it was just, yeah. A uh, funny, funny moment to have happened. Like <laughs> just this, and he was just so like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever paid for porn. I'm not saying that just to like try and be pretentious or anything like that. I just genuinely, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've never wanted to watch porn that much. 
that it's that it's been something that I'm like needing to you know, pay like get for. The, you know, the H- yeah, you yeah. Pay for, like, I'm not premium. someone who I don't watch an entire porn. That's for sure. You know, I'm not like got an hour to kill. Yeah, I wouldn't. Let's let's <laughs> fucking just watch a porn. Like, that's fucking not me. And honestly, like, if that is yeah. you, like, you should tell me because I'm gonna judge you harshly for it. So. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay for like an an hour video and watch all of it. No. Yeah, it would take. <laughs> can you imagine? It would be like, like how long is the beginning? Like you're, you're like, I mean, I mean, well, sure, I, people. I think back in the thing, day, but... like I remember stealing some like. I remember, oh my god, dude! So yeah, when my dad was like drinking, he just had like these random dudes as roommates who would because it was just me and my dad in this giant house, and so he just had these random guys who would come and live in the other bedrooms for like two or three months at a time. It was so fucking psychotic, and one of them was this guy named Jacques, who is a who, who is a flair bartender. And this dude, <laughs> all I remember of this guy is that he was like, he would not be up until like four in the afternoon every day. And he just reeked of vodka. Like he just emanated vodka. Like it just was like a cologne that came off of him. It was so gross. Long story short, Jacques, Jacques, cool guy Jacques gave me my first porn DVDs. Nice, and, dude. And I remember them having, they were like, they were like, Jacques's like, here you go, dude. Bro, I'm so glad I brought this up, dude. You know what's so never know. My only two memories, my only two memories of, of this guy is is that, is is him giving me porn DVDs, and then also him roasting me for putting jam on bagels and him being like you do not put fucking jam on bagels <laughs> as he like reeked like vodka at like 4:30 in the afternoon on like a summer day you know i'm like eating like a snack he's like i gave you porn videos and you're putting jam on fucking bagels what are you fucking doing because it was so weird because by the like early <laughs> on like i had i got an internet connection even though it was dial up into my room like early so it's not like i couldn't look up porn so it was such a weird thing because i was already like 15 at this point maybe You're like i have the internet jock and jock was like this is the this is the real you're gonna look it up on the internet yeah i fucking bet <laughs> you're so i was like <sighs> still watching where the dvds where were the dvds uh so like, i can't I, I think he gave me um a copy of pirates the first pirates which was legit you don't know pirates i don't know no oh my god dude you're fucking <laughs> you're talking to me about fuck. like i'm not the guy to watch porn and then you're like wait you don't know pirates how do you just on? flip like on me like that it's like a fucking i don't know fucking porn. pirates uh, look it I'm up. Googling it yeah, right now. It yeah, it's like, and you know, you gotta remind yourself. Gee, it's just like early two thousands, so it wasn't like porn today, where it's like you got fucking girls on Reddit just like getting okay. DP'd. You know, it's like soft core. Jesus Christ! Themed. Yeah, yeah, it's like an OG. I think it was one of the pirates. Whoa, whoa. dude! I'm looking at some crazy stuff <laughs> right now. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. Okay. Oh, shit. Damn, Jacques was hit you with the pirates, dude. Oh, Damn. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought up the guy at the show. I never learned about Jacques. Dude, That's he was what... such a weirdo. Honestly, like many things in my childhood that have like blacked it out, you know? <laughs> just uh, holy fucking shit i'm more upset with him about the bagel incident than him giving me porn that's what i think about first when i think of Jacques. i was like he gave me such a hard time for putting jam on my bagels and i was like bro i'm just putting jam on a bagel you know it's not a big deal and he was like you do you don't do this don't do it he kept trying to stop me from doing it like he tried to take take the butter knife out of my hand and I was like, and I was like, dude, 
what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, leave me alone. Like, I was like, what is going on? Like, my dad was gone. It was just this random ass dude. Fucking shocked. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, so, I think he was well, mostly joking, you know? Probably. But uh, I think he realized that. He's like, here you go, dude. Here's this DVD. The like, question I have for you, is he two head or five head? I mean, well, he's... I just looked at this Pirates video. Like, what is this? This is an insane, like... He's kind of I feel like he's he's a he's a 2.5 head. No, he's two head. That's us. Cuz he he hooked you up but then also he just has weird There's bagel no hook opinions. Up, dude. That's such a weird thing to hook up. Giving porn to kids is not a hook up. That's like such a weird thing to do. <clears throat> Especially these days. All right. All right, dude. Enough about me. We've got some uh we've got some good cannabis topics to jump into here. Um, so yeah, this uh, this first topic that I think we should get into today, cannabis I, topics. It was published about three weeks ago. Um, I'm looking at it in the marijuana moment. Yep, and it's talking about uh, Rhode Island bill that criminalized marijuana use in groups of three or more. Um, this bill's currently being rewritten. Uh, it was filed earlier in the month to make it illegal to have cannabis at gatherings of three or more. Um, and it would say that they, if they found somebody or if they found groups in this, uh, in this size smoking weed, uh, where it's used or possessed, it would carry a fine of 500 to a thousand dollars. Yes. Which is yes. pretty gnarly, dude. Well, like, I thought it was interesting too. It applies to cannabis and hallucinogenics. Oh, okay. So no groups, I, no groups of mushrooms either, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad that it's being like edited and that's kind of being looked at in a different uh well what's what dude it's interesting there's a few dynamics of this right so i think yeah i'm happy it's being looked at because there's a ton of public whiplash obviously that doesn't make sense at all to limit no to limit uh cannabis groups like that what i thought was really interesting too is the bill put the onus on uh like public and private event and business owners to have to like be responsible for the fines incurred and they could receive fines if people were caught smoking in groups of three or more at their event. So you figure like a fucking two chains concert. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I, although I'm not sure how often two chains makes it out to Rhode Island, but regardless, you know what I mean? And then it's also, yeah, it's pretty interesting too. the article. Find another article too is kind of talking about how disproportionately this affects color, people of color as well, you know, which makes a ton of sense. Um, Man, and uh, um, and the other kind of interesting thing is, at the end of the day, though, this Rhode Island really only has five retailers and a population of, like, just over one million people. So it's not a very big market that I think no. is, like, getting affected, but still a really wild thing to think about limiting. And then it also would just, like, cripple the sell-through market of and the sell-through potential of the, you know, cannabis businesses like there. A, like a... Yeah, like a multi-pack, like trying to sell for yeah. like the group, yeah, the group session. That's a that's a big part of like a lot of, uh, a lot of the the products are that are out there. I think it's like you know, it's the culture is like smoking in groups, getting high in, in groups. You know, like it's, I just don't. Yeah, I, I think it's um, <clears throat> it's one of those things too where it's like if it implements there, and then, you know, they start doing it in other places too. It's like why you know it's it just doesn't the i was reading i think you might have mentioned this at like the having the they also talked about having like safe consumption sites in the future which um i just uh i feel like those places are just going to be you show up there to smoke or whatever or to hang out and then there's gonna you're going to be leaving and you're there's going to be like cops waiting for you to get in your car or something drive away and Stuff like that. Yeah. Similar to like a bar environment, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, 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 and I, and it's just so wild to me too because, you know, there's been like massive of sm social smoking events. Like when you think about like 420 in Boulder, Colorado, or like 420 in San Francisco or Seattle, even, you know, and what sort of event that's been there for 20 years, you know? And, and even before it was legal, it's like you had cops policing an event where there was like 20,000 people 
just ripping big ones everywhere, you know, <laughs> just, just yeah. putting them down. And nobody was like double checking medical cards. You know what I mean? Like nobody was cops weren't like weren't like stopping people and ripping open their backpack and checking to see if, you know, they were counting groups of three or not. So it just it just seems so mind boggling to me that, um, you know, that politicians can still have this sort of awareness of these things that are happening. But then, um, you know, just refuse to push back on their constituents. You just have to it just this has to have some sort of, um, you know, I don't know, monetary support behind it to, to push it or something like that. So it just doesn't it just really doesn't make sense. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I'm i with you on that. And it's just a just a bummer they're trying to break up the sesh. You know, that's really the end of the day. I think Do not break the sesh, everybody, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's a PSA. Yeah. Whatever you do, uh, don't dude. fuck with the sesh, all right? <laughs> it is funny, though. Uh, I mean, speaking of seshes, dude, there's some people who can't come to the sesh, you know. There's some people that can't hang at the at the at the sesh. You should bleep this out, but can't hang at this. Can't hang at the fucking sesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can't <laughs> hang at the sesh. <laughs> um, I think yeah. Okay, so let's. Uh, what else do we have here? In, We've got a couple. Yeah, of, yeah this one's pretty interesting. That we want so, to talk about. I think this is something that, as you know, we discussed before. It's kind of um, happening in multiple areas, and I think it's just a part of like this whole um, like legalization rolling out. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Steps towards um, step towards just selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a California company uh, being sued over the potency Cheaters, of its right? Uh, I think it's the company that makes them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the mothership. Uh, com- yeah, yeah. But Jeter's the. I think it's called Dreamfields big... Incorporated. Yeah. Uh, and so there's two plaintiffs: um, Jasper Centeno of Long Beach and Blake Wilson of Fresno. Um, they're accusing them of unfair competition, false advertising, uh, and say that the the joint the branded joints Jeter uh, products or some of their joints, a couple of the different ones, are being like the potencies. Uh, on the pro- on the label is a lot higher than what it's, they're claiming is actually in there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually interesting because I think the the DCC like um, did had like a independent lab test the the product and they found that some of the labeling was at like forty six percent and they actually only had like twenty three to twenty seven percent THC in some of the joints, which is pretty. That's a pretty far. Uh, discrepancy. Is that outside of the ten percent? Um, yeah. And so another thing, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I think I we've mentioned before um, in a, in some other episodes. Uh, but there's a in California, there's like when it comes to labeling um, any cannabis product, there's a ten percent uh, like variance within the THC yeah. that you can put on the label. So you know if something tests at like twenty three percent THC, for example, you can put. 10% of that percentage which would be 2.3% plus or minus yeah plus or minus on the label and it becomes um, really interesting right. if say you get like a 28% there's a huge difference in sell through between a 28% and a 30 to 31.8% right yeah a lot of the time threshold. it becomes that like it becomes that number and like the you know the between the 20 and 30 you know people like seeing that that 3 there a lot of the time and you know and i think it's like uh it's it's just interesting to me to see that big of a discrepancy in the in the testing the company though did respond um i think they say that the allegations regarding our thc levels are false we take pride in our compliance and commitment to statement data testing procedures including independent third-party testing the product and our integrity or something we truly value as a company and take all the proper legal steps before our product hits the shelves um, and they also look forward to uh, the truth coming to light about the situation. So, you know, I think that uh, there are, you know, in my experience, there is a lot of, <clears throat> you know, different products you see with really high in potencies. And there's also stuff you see with potencies that are a lot lower. And I have, you know, varying experiences with both. Uh, and to say that, um, 
it's just it's like one of those it's hard to you know what like they'd have to 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 basically to make the the claim true i feel like they'd have to like historically go back and find a sample from all these batches and be able to like historically you know test them against have like a control right yeah you know like to be able to so it's i'm curious to see what happens there and i think that you found something also right that yeah um, well a few things i want to say i found a couple really interesting articles on this because it's not the only it's not california's not the only state that's in some heat for this um a couple of things i think are interesting is that you know, there's been a lot of variables that have changed in the standardizations of testings of testing in each in each state as well, right? And if you look at yeah. how like each state has come online and how each state has, you know, effectively implemented a lot of the same testing parameters that California has, but not all, or they didn't do it in the same time frame, right? And so you you mm-hmm. have, I think you have a lot of how do I say, it? at least from how I understand it, you know, there's there's a lot of differentiating ways for labs to be able to, to do these tests. There's different tiers in the quality of the analytics um, mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the formulations that they're using as well as the equipment that they're using, you know. Totally, and, and then yeah. there's been a lot of like, what's the best practices, you know, in order to um, to in order in order to, you know, run a compliant lab. And then what's happened, too, is, you know, as labs and labs have become more competitive, you know, even before I left California, there was, I'm not going to name any names, but there was price fixing, essentially, where, like, you know, you could give them a sample and tell them, you know, what THC you needed it to hit. And they would basically, like, run it until it did, you know, um, or get it as close as they could. And it was amazing how... <clears throat> You know, it was amazing how close they could they could do that. You know, if you gave them long enough, right? Um, so, you know, I think that's I think you know to me it's like it's I think it's really it's going to be really difficult to pin anything down because what at the end of the day what this is really the 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 thing that this is feeding is the fact that consumers I think gen like just genuinely don't understand how to differentiate product and flower very well. And it's and it's yeah. even more difficult too with how limited the sales and retail strategies are in certain states where you can't see the weed at all, you can't interact with it or smell it, you know. Um, and and so when you layer then when you layer that in with with like this whole you know potency basically drives and potency is the only thing that sells, um, and then you know you it's 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 a lot of competition, a lot of price compression. It's like, it's, it's who's going to fix this problem because labs, labs have been getting a bit better and different and they've changed a lot over the last few years. Consumers mm-hmm. want the highest potency product for their, you know, the least amount of money they can spend, you know, across multiple uh, tier categories and form factors. Right. Um, and so, you know, when you layer all that together, it makes it really, I think it makes it difficult to kind of point the finger at any one point, per, any one person, and it's difficult and it's tough uh, that Jeter's is going to be kind of one of the groups that takes the hit for this. Although, I, I think if there's anybody that has been getting away with murder, it is companies that are selling a lot of these infused pre rolls because they're just it isn't the homogenization practices are not very well standardized, right? Um, the testing practices aren't very well standardized, and so it's like. I, who knows what consumers are actually getting and people are paying a lot of money for some of these products. So I think the other thing I want, wanted to say, and I'll keep this short is, um, so it's actually, so I found articles in Arkansas where there are patients suing companies for uh, inflated potencies as well as in Washington mm-hmm. and Nevada as well, uh, including California. And it's really interesting because there's been some few, there's been a few, um, uh, uh, studies conducted by like the National Health Institute. Ah, um, yes, I saw you brought you you uh, linked one of those. Yes, in, uh, and I was that I thought on that was very interesting because it's you're looking at it just basically <clears throat> like on statistics of like just. Well, what it showed was the trending of what happened with the the step by step demand for potency minimums for signals, right? And the biggest one and the easiest one is, you know, then the clearest one is is flower testing, you know, and selling over 20% versus below 20%. Now, based off of what this article suggested was not only based off of the plant biology, 
but also just based off of the um, you know dynamics of statistics over this sort of sample size, you should have mm -hmm. a pretty even distribution of of plants and potency on either side of twenty percent, right? So you know what was interesting then was with a, with a, you know how they found labs that were essentially cooking the books, you know, or, or deploying some sort of testing strategy to improve that their their average of strains above 20% versus below was any sometimes as much as 47% more than other Which labs. Which is just right. It's not a it's not really a it's kind of just like a shift. Like it's like uh yeah, it's like you could line up their bell curve over Literally. It just yeah, that it just moved. The... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so dude, it was really crazy. Like um and you know, something a lot of the correlations in that study were talking about how, you know, this this the you know the over the same course of time the la some of the labs that were like the most professional and most sought after in these states were like saw a two percent increase in in flower testing over twenty percent, which that actually makes sense right and tracks for just like global improvement over time, but then some of these labs and these labs that were getting their licenses pulled were like increased that trend by forty seven percent forty to forty seven percent. Right. So and and so then you so wow. you think about, you know, how many products have gone through those labs, how many labs got caught, how many were were, were fixing it, but not to the intensity. Right. And maybe they didn't fall into that 40 percent plus category, but they are definitely in the 20 percent category. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you you know, you, you know, yeah. So it's really interesting. So anyway, I think um, I think the big thing and big points that we want to bring up on this is that, like, as consumers, you should know that in, in most of your states, even like the, the ones that have been around for a long time, all of your THC is inflated by 10% of the total that you're looking at. So basically look at look at your potency and then just take That's off. That's the assumption to make, yes. you know, the yeah. assumption to make is everything on the labels, you know. And if you want to, if you want to help vet brands and businesses, you like, you know, talk to the bud tenders, you know, get, get with their customer service folks and ask them if they're, increasing and inflating their potency results right or if they could or if you could see the coa of the of the product exactly. they happen to have that because the coa will have the exact potency that was tested on there and you can look at the label yep. and then you could you know you could see if somebody added a or subtracted a little potency i don't imagine many people are subtracting 10 percent. i don't think that uh I don't think that that's a. <laughs> I don't think people are trying to have low, low potencies, but. Yeah, dude, it's a really, it's a really interesting, interesting concept to talk through. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, I, I think we'll see more of this develop. I think I don't know how much that's, that's something that changes until the public is mm -hmm. demanding it. You know. Yeah, I kind of wonder if, like, at least in my head, it seems like. Event or. Maybe the labs will still be testing for pesticide, heavy metals, uh, microbial things like that. But maybe the, the like any sort of like bureau for the state will have some sort of lab within itself that kind of tests for potency. And then maybe there's like potency is just there's like a centralized um, lab that just does potency samples for you, and then they kind of get that from you get like a grading maybe mm -hmm. from from the bureau itself saying now this product can be sold i think that you know that might be a solution another solution could be to you know like yeah i don't it's, it's tough to say because it's just like no i mean i think it, it, i think it's just that there has to be these there has to be more of these third party assessments and audits of of these labs where you can see this sort of trend data right yeah. And like it's really easy, and assume it like it's it shouldn't be hard, especially if there's some sort of compliance system where the data is forcibly being pulled from the lab into the state, you know, before they can report it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, it's it's tough. I think there's if you really wanted to, I think you could lock it down pretty hard. Um, again, I think it just kind of goes to show, and I and, I and I see this trending the other way more and more. You know. Um, I think consumers just really have to really have to lock into understanding that there's just much more to buying cannabis than than the potency. Um, and you know, if you if you yes. want to differentiate 
ask questions like this, but also, you know, demand, demand brands to test and post terpene percentage as well, you know. Um, demand brands to clearly outline, you know, when the harvest date was and when the package date was, you know. I know a lot of businesses that just do the package mm-hmm. date or something like that, and they have no idea. Yeah. You know, you have no idea how old the weed actually is. So it's like there's data that is, that is tracked through the life cycle of these plants in every legal state that can help the consumers, I think, understand the freshness and the quality of their product better than just like a one-time snapshot of cannabinoids, you know, that could mm-hmm. be inflated by 10%. No that, problem. At that, at that like exact time. Well, and the... it's, it's a crazy too, dude, because think about it, man. Like if you're, if you're going to choose, okay, if you've got $40 to spend and you're looking uh-huh. and you have three eighths, right? And you've got one that's 27 and a half. You have one that's 28.2 and then you have one that's 31.4. Which one are you going to buy? All the same price. The, the 31. 31.4. You can't see the weed, you know. You can't smell it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, what are you going to buy? Yeah. Right? Earlier you've said that, and I think the main message that you keep you keep uh, saying and I keep uh, uh, also is the, uh, the, tr- the, the companies being more honest with what's in there and putting that honesty, like, on the label because it's the only real – um, truth that the consumer can have about the product inside the bag or jar. Well, and it's, it's such an interesting thing too that I wish brands would lean into with marketing as just being transparent. There's so many other ways to speak to the quality of cannabis, right? You can highlight your cultivators at your farms. You can talk about the genetics that it came from and the lineage. You know, you can talk about the dominant mm-hmm. terpenes and post those terpene percentages, right? Those are all um, selling points. These are all selling points. And I, I, what I just don't think brands really under fucking, what they don't understand is that when you, even if you just attempt to be able to speak to this at a high level, it demonstrates, demonstrates that you're trying and that you have people on your team who like earnestly care about the whole picture, mm-hmm. you know? And totally, it's like a, I think it's, it's like a strategy. It's like this, the total quality management, like just having it always be about like the product itself and like the quality of the product and, and just that standing true behind it and not trying to like, you know, hold something and flashy in front of people's eyes and like pull it away. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. It's like how many, how many goddamn, like how much of the same purple over trend, you know, like like mid fucking hybrids that I've seen in like cool die cut bags that are like metallic, you know, or matte Mm -hmm. or whatever with lots of graphics on them. It's like, it's all the same. It's all the same purple gas, purple hybrid gas, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like some of it's good, but like most of it is just like, most of it is the same. Um, so, you know, I think that's like, I'm excited, you know, at, like good day where we're doing a whole new exotics lineup that'll be coming out this fall um, that I'm fired up for, you know, a lot of those through our partnership with Node and Compound. Um, Missouri will be the first state to get those. So, um, you know, I'm really excited to that. Get that going. Um, have I told you any of the cuts, this the strains that we have coming for that? Mm-hmm. I want to see if you've heard of any of these. If you guys have any of them going, uh, Black Do you have Blackberry Moonshine BX One, dude, that's a sativa. Uh, Gas Chata. No, but that's interesting sound. Like uh, that's that's cool name. Yep, GMO OZ Kush BX Two. I've seen the I've seen the OZ Kush. I've the OZ the, yeah the uh, yeah that'll be good. And then the BX Two is like the V Two version of that El Chivo Number Four. Mm-mm. Oh, dude. Blackberry Spice, number seven. We've got some rockin' peaches coming. So, yeah, it all sounds good. Pinnacle, uh, Pine Anas, and Douglas Fir. Dude, yeah, I'm fired up. It's going to be... Um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be some interesting ones, and then I won't I won't disclose yet. But we've got two really really unique ones coming down the pipeline that I'm not sure if anybody else oh, yeah, has yet. So I'm fired up. But um, it's exciting. Yeah. Should we jump into our next uh, segment? Yes, yeah, I was say you want to. All right, um, Mike, you mentioned it earlier. We've decided to name um, this next part of the show. Uh, there's 
there's some stuff that we've been been watching and sending each other on Instagram, and we've used this term before with each other, uh, like just jokingly, like in the car or something. Uh, but we like to. There's like obviously people have heard the term five head. I think that's like pretty common internet term, um, <clears throat> for like, you know, somebody that's just like thinking, like moving big fast brain. or like big, yeah, brain. big big brain shit. You know, five head. yeah, five head. For and, sure, and uh, so then we kind of like, yeah, we kind of like took that and like played with it a little bit, and uh, we 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 call people sometimes we we'll call people a two head, two heads, <laughs> and people have asked me about it before because I'll say it and they'll be like, "What's a two head?" And I'm like, "Well, like you have a four head, right?" And they go, "Yeah," and I go, "Well, just take away a few, take away a few numbers, you know," and that's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of what that person's working with. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, it really is so good, you know, and I think <laughs> to me, I think I, there's a lot of stuff that I could group into boxes of either two head or five head, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of mostly <laughs> the lanes that I seem to see most videos, you know? So, so you guys, you know, first ever two dabs, you know, full segment here of two head, five head. We've got some great clips queued up for you guys. Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna go over some two head go, shit and see some five. We're head gonna see shit. some five head stuff. <laughs> we'll see some two head stuff. Um, we'll let you guys uh, be the judge of which one is which. You know, um, it's all art. So I, it's all beautiful. Yeah, I guess I should share screens with you first. Yep. What do you want? Which one do you want to do first? Um, let's go back and forth between two head, five head. Okay, so I guess the first two head thing, let's do, oh my goodness, let's do mine. So yeah, I was gonna show you this seal video. So I watched this video, I made a TikTok about this, but I, I wanted to just get Mikey's genuine reaction. I don't think he's seen this yet. Oh, you, you mean seen seal the, the musician? Yes. <laughs> I have not seen this. Okay, so uh, a few, I think it was last week or maybe a few weeks ago, it was Seal's birthday. Okay. And this is this is him walking, I think this is his house, and this is just him walking in. I'm going to play it. Anything weird about this? Happy Okay, so that's why I wanted to show you it. So, he... <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> okay, so what what blows my mind about this video, there's a few things. First of all, he walks in. It looks like it's a surprise, which I feel like he's kind of like, oh, wow, surprise party. This is cool. But, like, you notice how everyone... It's white. Like, and the, well, no, look at, like, everyone walks up to him, like, they want to give him a hug and, like, embrace him, but they all have their phones in their hands. Uh-huh. You see that? Yeah, it's all really and then they weird. Go, and then they all come back. It's all really weird, right? Yeah. And then they all come back, and then they're all, like, look at, there's, like, nine phones in that one shot. Yeah, dude, that is and so I don't think weird. he, kn- I don't think what he, kn- I don't think he knows what to do. I don't think he knows what to do. That's why I think it's so funny, because I think he's just standing there going, like, do I walk in? Like, do is it like? Also, is this everybody dude taking right a picture? in the front here with this weird like fucking patchwork leather <laughs> I didn't even fucking see jacket. What the fuck is that thing, dude? What oh, with his weirdo bald I didn't even spot, see that. dude, and his fucking Padme looking <laughs> girlfriend over there who's culturally appropriating, appropriating Indian people with her weirdo pseudo tribal. Poor oh seal dude, just surrounded by weirdo <laughs> white people on his birthday. 
Oh my god, this is such a dude. This is such a and he can't eat. What I don't, I love that he just cannot come through the door. There's like a white barrier that blocks him, you know, into his own home, of of white people and phones. You know, he just gets absolutely. Look at this. He's just like, what do I do? I think he's like, look at somebody come, and I think in the the video that I comes right up, right up close while he's being like super emotional and just gets like. Gets like a good shot of him, yeah, teary eyed. That is so. I had to show weird. you this, bro. That <laughs> it's is such a weird so video. Weird. That is such a weird one. Oh my uh. god. <laughs> oh my god. All right, closing that. Oh my god. Um, okay, so is that two head or five head? That's two head. That's right? two head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to show you another two head. It's a quick two head. Click on the meth row. Which one do you want to? The meth row Okay, records. oh, the... Yeah, meth row The records. one that's... Okay, so Snoop Dogg posted this on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Snoop's Instagram. He's a hero. If you don't follow it, you're missing out. I remember, I I feel like I've heard that sound. It might that might be her original sound, but I don't know if it is. I mean, dude, that lines up so well. If it's a fake one, yeah, that's what sucks about TikTok and stuff. Sometimes is that you don't know if it's you don't a, know if it's if it's like a really that is so cover. funny though. Because <laughs> I think that's a is a trend. Like people were singing that. Actually, that, you uh, know what? It has to be fake. Her mic's not plugged into anything. good good timing on that sound uh wow so many people believe it too look at this people believe it yeah her mic's not you, even plugged you in. You know what's still impressive, though? This is still a video of someone duetting, right? Of someone who looks like this, who then goes, yeah. okay, I'm going to duet this TikTok and then put it up. And, yes. and there's, then, a, there's a lot of those. So there's still, like, it's still incredible to me, like, that level of, of commitment and, and people who are just putting it up, putting it up there. All right, let's do a five head. Let's do a five head. Okay. Um,. Let's see. Five head. Five head. Which one do you want to do? Your five head first? Um, yeah, we could do this one. This one's really interesting. I think you sent it to me. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me go up. Okay. So this is from so NPR. Before you start it, a, before you start it, this is um, Jack Corb. Uh, and this guy, I highly suggest you follow him on Instagram, but he does a bunch of these like really awesome shorts for um, NPR. Honestly, if we have a, if we, as we continue the five head segment, we will probably talk about this guy a lot. He condenses really, really complicated topics into very, very like short, easy to understand, like a ninety second videos. So let's watch this one. All right, yeah, let me yeah. let me pull it up. Deja vu. Uh, the act of following instructions to make a thing imbues a weird essence into our brain, even if that thing you make is kind of lousy. If you buy cake mix, the directions say just add water and an egg. When cake mix first came out, it was just add water. Sales were in, so they added the egg part. And then sales were, yeah. Adding a little work, like cracking an egg, was all it took for consumers to feel like home chefs. And now we have a name for this brain essence. The Ikea effect. Like the store. Wait. I almost remember the deja vu. Never mind. Okay, so there's an experiment. One person is asked to fully construct this sweetest thing from Ikea. Another person has it fully constructed for them. On average, the person who constructed the thing is willing to pay 62.5% more than the other person. Another experiment. You rotating your phone right now. You're putting in some work so you may psychologically value this TikTok slightly more. Because you're, you're co-producing. You can put that on your resume if you want. Just to tell, them, tell them to email me. Like, Because like, you're integral to this TikTok. Like, if you tap the top of your phone in a second, it's going to make this plate of jello wiggle. So my email is J-C-O. Yeah, dude, that one is so... It's really, really interesting. So the IKEA effect. I, th- I the First off, the fact that they have this tracked and they've discovered this and how easily this has worked on me is super frustrating. 
how much IKEA furniture <laughs> I've bought I've bought and built is yeah. ridiculous. And then the fact that they can charge sixty two percent more for you to do the do your own work. Like incredible. Absolutely incredible concept. So um I don't really yeah, know is. what to do after seeing this because buying furniture that's already built is usually more expensive and nicer and furniture sucks. So I'm thinking about just... I've re- seen you build some Ikea shit too. Bro, like you've I've seen, seen you be like... I've seen you fully like on step like 17, sweating. All the, Dude, all the stuff is out of the box. Everything's out of the box. Like ne- you, got the, you got all the little stuff in piles with the letterings next to it, dude. You're fucking staying organized, on. dude. You know, I'm staying <laughs> organized. Yeah. <laughs> but what's what, oh, what's man. so interesting to me though is I feel like you're getting a cost savings when you go to IKEA. Like the furniture is cheap because you put it together. So I just wonder where they got the. Excuse me. I just wonder where they got the from to data on that because I like what is that in compared to and you know so much of so much of furniture now that's at the helm is like around that IKEA method you know where it's like you build mm-hmm. it you, you buy it and build it at home you know like most people's first furniture is that way um, yeah so even like even some of the nicer like Wayfair and you know other furniture I've bought or whatever it's like unless it's something that is like you're buying at a store that's already built there's some level of like assembly to it you know even if it's just attaching legs or something so anyway i thought that was mm-hmm. interesting no totally i uh and i like the i like the animation that was used too in the in the the way that he's the way he's like you could you're integral to this video yes. too. like you have to turn your phone to he has a good point it really was yeah and it was, it was crazy too because i was turning my phone the first time i watched it with him Oh, so he totally so got me. So he totally you, got me. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right, dude. Let me, let me hit you with some five head sh- This is actually some literal, literal five head shit. Like, check this out. What the fuck? So, uh, this guy got a. I looked this up through three different things. It looks like it's legit. There's a brain chip put into this dude where he could tweet through his mind. Good. Excellent. Which. Which is uh, so we can't heal yeah. ALS, but make sure ALS people can tweet. That's fucking no. So Philip O'Keefe, a 62-year-old Australian who suffers from ALS, composed and posted the tweet using only his thoughts via a brain-computer interface developed by neurotech startup Synchron. Um, no need for keystrokes. They got whatever Thomas Oxley CEO guy says. Uh, apparently, it's like a device. So if you look, I'm gonna scroll down and you check it out. So there's like a thing in your dome. That goes through your jugular, I think. Yeah, oh through your my jugular God. vein, in order to avoid invasive brain surgery, and it allows you to connect to the computer by this like oh control my. unit. Look how much stuff is in this brain, bro. What? Hold on. Four hours. Just pause there. Pause there. Pause there. So there, the cord comes up into his brain. There's a there's a, a cable system on that sits on the outside of his heart, right above his collarbone, comes up the jugular, in and around through his ear canal, and then up and then is layered along the top of his brain, all the way up from like the left side all the way up to the top of it, and then there's multiple wires that go around the brain. Bro, this thing is fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah, this is what that is shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, this guy literally has a fifth head. Yeah, took four hours after the device is implanted in order to be able to use it. What? Um, these fun holiday tweets are actually an important moment for the. F- yeah, like it's it's kind of it's <clears throat> wow. I guess it's the first inhuman study of Synchron. Synchron is one interface. of several neurotech startups making major advancements in B-side technologies with Elon Musk's Neuralink also planning to begin human trials in 2022. The billionaire entrepreneur has previously claimed that future Neuralink devices blah blah blah. Okay. Dude, really really interesting. Yeah. Uh so like, let me ask you, you first mover? Got me too. You first mover on this? Oh, dude, no. You we've talked about stuff like this. I'm I'm the last guy getting one of these. Okay, what's what is the over under of you just getting absolutely French fried if you fall into a pool? Bro, I don't Can this guy, can this guy swim? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't even wanna dude, that freaks yeah, that freaks me what out, if, bro. What if you get electrocuted? 
What if it short circuits on your brain? What happens? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude, that is wild. That is really, really wild. All right, give me one more. Let's get. Let's do one more two head, and then we should wrap. Oh, I have a one more five head. Oh, for you have you. one more five head for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we're getting pretty five head today, yep. dude. Shout out to National Geographic Always, right now, dude. Yeah, I just I came across this the other day, and this is this is just like one of the most five head ways to defend yourself if you're a lizard. Do I see this right? Blood squirting lizard, bro. Watch this shit. <laughs> the horned lizard. Its known aliases include the horned frog and the horny toad. But it's no amphibious. This thing is a look at this. Just thing, a one Jesus Christ. With a bizarre self-defense strategy. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, so it rips it on ants. mostly harvester ants. And like, but it saw doesn't how fast have it is. Any fancy like, look at if it methods. rolls up on a colony, it's just tearing them when down. When a foraging column of ants crosses its path, well, it, blows it lamps them up. Let's see, let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah, so check this out, bro. If they try. So the ants can't get it. But a coyote is a different story. Armor, whatever. Yeah. Watch oh. this. Coyote's like, what's and up? And that's dude? when the lizard rolls out its weird defense. It fires its own version of pepper spray. <gasps> Bro! <laughs> dude! Squirts blood out of his fucking eyes! Oh. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> Holy fuck! Disgusted and weirded out. Dude! Bro, isn't that the most metal thing you've ever oh, seen in your life? What? I've never dude. seen that before, dude. That is fucking Bro. crazy. What? Bro, squirts like taut, like squirts blood right out of its fucking eyes. It's so crazy, dude. <laughs> Bro, your face Whoa. when it happened was the best. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that is that was... wild. Dude, isn't that great? Dude, shout out to the horn shout lizard. Shout out dude. to the horn <laughs> lizard, dude. I can't think of a better way. I can't think of a better a thing to end it all. What a monster. That was incredible. <laughs> what wow. a fucking bully. Just ripping on ants, just eating them, just bang, yeah, just bang, bang, bang. And then the coyote's like, what's up, dude? And it just, it's like, <laughs> here's this blood out of my face. Dude, that's. <laughs> Wild Bro, stuff. imagine if we could squirt blood out of our fucking no. eyes at people. No, I can't imagine that. Holy I really can't. Shit. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that was the. Oh man, that was the. Um, that was really funny. Wow, that was wild. All right, is there any? Do you have anything else? Is that the? I think that might be the last. I sent you a couple more two head stuff, but it's stuff you've already seen, so I think it's it's. Oh, dude, yeah, this. Let's watch. Let's just watch this again because okay. this one's good. Honestly, handles this really well for how she bad does. this probably is. She does. What? Oh. 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 Holy <laughs> fuck, that. Dude. dude, you gotta do. I didn't have never listened to it with headphones on. Listen to how hard she gets hit. <laughs> yeah, we gotta watch it again. And she's like Ow. laughing it off. Yeah. <laughs> this girl's a fucking trooper. <laughs> yeah, she's a beast. Listen, listen. Just gets rocked by it. And that dolly's just a straight up steel pipe. Like that's not Yo. That's like a that's like a big dolly, bro. You know that's why like you know why she just walked you know why she just walked away from that? There's nothing up there. Why? There's nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just echoing. Ow. Yo. <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. Oh. Ow. <laughs> we got a sound. I wish I had that as a sound clip. Ow. God. Dude, if that hit me, I would be on the fucking ground. Oh, dude. I'd be canceling work, dude. I'd be fucked up. Are you serious? I'd be dead. 
Oh man. I just Ow. <laughs> Alright. Right. <sighs> well, that was a fun episode. Um, I learned about Jacques today. <laughs> shout out to the shout out to the <laughs> your Jacques teaching you the ways of bagels and uh and pirates. You know a fucking thing about bagels, okay? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, cream cheese or, or no dice over here. Um But uh yeah, I uh that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a good like one, we, dude. Went went many directions, but it, overall it was fun. Just, you got some dates coming up? Yeah, I at the end of the month here, I have a show on the 16th at Woodhouse Blending and Brewing at 7.30 in Santa Cruz. It's a free show. Uh, and then the 25th, uh, my show at the XL Public House is going down at 9 p.m. in Salinas. Uh, so come out to that. Follow us on Instagram at 2DabsPod. Subscribe anywhere that you're listening to podcasts. 